you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Good afternoon. This is Erin Addison's here on American Family Radio. I'm Will Addison, and you're joining me today for Wednesdays with Will. I'm glad that you can be with me. Man, I trust the Holy Spirit to speak to his people today. Um, you know, just kind of going to piggyback off what we t- what I talked about last week. So I guess was, this would be like a part two, but we want to talk about walking in step with the Spirit. Walking in step with the Spirit. But before I get to that, I want to um, tackle these announcements here. First of all, if you want to email us, email us at addisons at AFR.net, addisons at AFR.net. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search uh, Erin Addison's. Uh, you can also watch the live broadcast on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. Uh, just search for us, Erin Addison's. Uh, we have an upcoming um, date night. An upcoming date night. It's going to be in Little Rock, Arkansas. Little Rock, Ar- Arkansas. Let me get my paper here. It's going to be Tuesday, November 9th. Uh, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., Little Rock, Arkansas, at the Robinson Center, 426 West Markham Street in Little Rock. Uh, the attire, as always, is casual. Come in your comfortable clothes. But make sure you register. Make, make sure you go to marriagefamilylife.net. You can hit the events tab, or even when you get to the homepage, uh, you'll see the graphic there for the date night. Just click on register and uh you, you can you can take care of that. We need to know how many people are coming. Seating is limited. And the deadline to register is November 2nd, November 2nd. So if you are in the Little Rock, Arkansas area or, you know, just close around there, want to come, we would love to meet you. These date nights have been great. Uh, they've been very, very encouraging to uh, uh, us, you know, and the emails we get from people. Uh, to to the couples that come out as well. So please, if you would like to come, it's a free event, but you have to register. Go to marriagefamilylife.net for our Marriage Family Life date night. All right. Also, uh, if you desire a clear and concise teaching on a biblical response to critical race theory, you can go to afastore.net. And you can pick up a two-part teaching done by my wife, Miki Addison, on this topic. We know that there are a lot of terms associated with this topic. It can be very heady and wordy. But Miki does a great job of breaking uh, the terms down, uh, letting you guys know what all it stands for, what to look out for, what are some of those words you need to, um, that, that should perk up your ears. And so go to afastore.net and you can get that. It's a biblical response to critical race theory. Also, this is the month of October. So we have a new by design challenge for October. 
So during the month of October, by design is encouraging you to participate in the daddy daughter date night challenge uh, to the dads who have a daughter. We want you. We want to encourage you to ask uh, her out on a date. I have two. So it's going to be two dates. Or we're going to all go together or something. We'll figure that out. Uh, show her what kind of husband she should desire when she gets older and teach her what type of men to avoid. The best example of a godly marriage uh, our children should have is the marriage of their own parents. Amen. It's important to live a genuine life of reverence and repentance before your daughter daily and to affirm to her that she is valued and respected by treating her to a date at various times throughout her life. Uh, to show that you have participated in a daddy-daughter date night challenge, snap a picture while on your date and post it on the By Design Facebook page with the hashtag, hashtag DaddyDaughterDateNight. All right, so that's our challenge for October, the Daddy-Daughter Date Night. Uh, you can find our page if you go to uh, AFA dot net slash by design that's our web page and if you search by design in facebook it should come up we have a blue logo it says by design that's us and so if you will that would be great to do that also i want to remind folks about a conference coming up it's called the disciple life family conference uh miki and myself we're going to participate in this this is happening october 21st through the 24th it's coming up and so it's at the North Dallas Community Bible Fellowship Church. Uh, so if you want to register for that, and I haven't heard anything about registration not still being available. So it's ndcbf.org slash Disciple Life. Uh, register for that conference. So we're going to be talking about what parents can do and what churches can do, really, to partner together uh, for the education and the discipleship, the discipleship of our children. And so... Uh, if you want to be a part of that, if you want to register, once again, go to ndcbf.org slash disciple life. All right. Well, today, like I said, I want to talk about walking in step with the spirit, walking in step with the spirit. You know, the last time and, and during last week, we talked about how there was 62% of born-again uh, believers who contend that the Holy Spirit is not real or it's just a power, just a force. Um, and that really struck me. And there may be many reasons for that. You know, some of the reasons may be, you know, the abuses that have happened in churches and, um, you know, as far as the Holy Spirit is concerned and people really shine away and kind of being... Uh, distrusting about that. It could be that, or it could be uh, bad theology. The teaching has been terrible concerning who the Holy Spirit is. Um, and so, you know, I've been researching and studying and, and, and reading more just about uh, the work, the person of the Holy Spirit. And today we want to talk about walking in step with the Spirit. All right. So there is such a thing as getting ahead of God, as well as lagging behind God. And we can step out in front because we see something that we want and we can, you know, just try to go get it. 
or we can not be, you know, walking in, in step with the spirit and, and, and lag behind God. God has enabled us with Holy Spirit that we would know where he is leading, when he is leading and what to do as he is leading. For too often, uh, we, re- we, we rely on our own intuition. A lot of times we rely on the arm of the flesh, what we can do, you know, what we can come up with, what kind of uh, solutions we have. We try and figure out things out on our own instead of utilizing the wisdom of Holy Spirit who knows all. He's omniscient. He knows all. The scripture surely says in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, for all who are being led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. So a feature of being one of his is that we are led by him. We are led by him. Uh, Francis Chan in in his book uh, called Forgotten God, he said this. He said, if you or I had never been to a church and had read only the Old and New Testaments, we would have significant expectations of the Holy Spirit in our lives. When I read that, it caused me to think, man, if I hadn't gotten certain, you know, teachings that were not necessarily from the scriptures, but were interpretations of man that were off. If I hadn't been in certain camps, you know, we'd like to put ourselves in, I'm this and I'm that. But if I was a person who only read the old and, and the new Testament and I had never been to a church to be in its trappings or in its, you know, we believe this and we believe that. I'm not talking about biblical stuff, but stuff that has become like traditions of, of men. He said we would have a significant, uh, we would have significant expectations of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Wow. Wow. You know, I talked last week about how Holy Spirit leads us individually and leads the church. And I want to look back just to kind of refresh us on some of those scriptures on how the Holy Spirit leads us and how he leads the church. And we can go straight to the straight edge of scripture to see uh, these these things. So in the New Testament, we see in John chapter 14, uh, verses uh, 16 to 18, and then uh, verse 26 The word of God says, I will ask the father, this is Jesus, and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And in verse 26, of that same chapter says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Very important. Man, we have from Jesus, him speaking and said, you, you guys won't be left alone as orphans. You see, Jesus had the role that he played in the lives of the life of the disciples He was there guiding them, leading them, showing them things, teaching them. 
And he knew that as he was going away, going away back to heaven, that his disciples, his apostles couldn't just be left here alone. His followers just couldn't be ones that are, are left here to figure things out for themselves. He said, no. He said, I'm going I'm to I'm sin and I will give you another helper, just like me, another helper that he may be with you forever. And said, not only will this helper be with you, but man, he's going to be in you. Wow. It's another level. Another level. He's going to reside in you. The, the scripture says in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, I believe, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We should look at that and say, wow, God resides. He dwells within us. That realization has to strike us as believers of, of God. And far too often we live as if we don't understand what has been given to us. When we have a whole segment of people who claim to be born again believers that don't believe that the Holy Spirit uh, exists. I really believe it's bad theology. I believe because you can't be saved without the Holy Spirit. I think they really genuinely understood coming to the Lord, giving their lives to Christ, but had some bad teaching because there's no way that a person can be saved without the drawing of the Holy Spirit. No way. We have to not be ashamed. We can't be ashamed of talking about God, the Holy Spirit and who he is. We have to understand this. Also in John chapter 16, verse five through 11, it says, but now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me and concerning righteousness, because I go to the father and you no longer see me and concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. The helper, we have the helper. He helps us to be able to live out these lives while we're here on this earth. This is Aaron Addison's here Wednesdays with Will be back right after this. First name read, last name versus. Don't forget to read between the lines in these verses. Don't forget to see beyond the lies in they verses. They're all liars. That's on purpose. That's on everything with straight faces. Devils, but they greet you on the first name basis. Cover all bases. Stay away from fakeness. Watch what they say. Never listen to a snake hiss. Word to the wise. Look, the wise know they fools, but the wise never listen to the lies of the fool. Keep your eyes on the prize and your eyes in this this is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio Wednesdays with Will. And we're talking about walking in step with the Spirit and what I've been doing up until this point. It's just kind of refreshing us on uh, some of what I talked about last time. We talked about the necessity of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so I was taking us through some of the verses 
that uh, communicate how um, the Holy Spirit leads his people. And I'll talk about also how he, he, he uh, led the church and is leading the church. So we looked at two uh, chapters in, in the book of John, chapter 14 and then chapter 16, some verses there that speak specifically of the Holy Spirit. Um, John chapter 16, and I'll just pick up with verse 13 through 15 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you what is to come. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Man, look at that relationship. Jesus is saying that the words that I've spoken, the, the words that have come from me, that comes from the father, the Holy Spirit will communicate those things, those truths to you. You know, those situations where you are maybe evangelizing, you're sharing with a family member about God or just uh, someone, and those scriptures come to your heart that are right on time, right in that moment. Who do you think is bringing that to your remembrance right now? It's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God within you. The Word is within you. And the Holy Spirit, right at that time when you need it, you look back. I had these moments so many times, so many times where I look back and I'm like, man, wow, that was the Holy Spirit leading and guiding me. This was a divine appointment. Who brings about divine appointments? It's the Holy Spirit. This is part of what he does. He, he reminds us of the words of Christ. He brings back the scripture to our remembrance. We need him. We need him. So this is why I, f I found it so grievous when there's so many believers who don't believe that he exists. Man, we don't understand who he is. He's God. But I'm going to continue on. These are some scriptures I talked about last time, and I have a, a new uh, area that I'm going to. I'm trying to get there. I have a new area that I'm going to, but I want to just kind of set the tone here just talking about uh, how he leads us, how he, he led the body of Christ, he leads the church. In Acts chapter 13, verse 1 through 4, Now there were at Antioch in the church that was there prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and, and Menean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul, while they were ministering, while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. So here's the picture. We have the gathering of the saints. They all gather together. There's uh, prophets and there's teachers. And as they are ministering to the Lord, they're fasting, they're praying, they're fasting. The Holy Spirit says, all right, now, y'all, separate for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Man, in real time, right there, Holy Spirit leading and guiding in the midst of the fellowship, 
while they're praying, while they're fasting, while they're ministering to the Lord. The Holy Spirit, who is there as well as a part of what's going on, who's navigating things, said, listen to me. Set apart these men for the work that I have called them. Once again, I said this before. He's called them. He's God. This is showing that he is God. And we see what happens there. In Acts chapter 16, uh, 6 through 10, they passed through the Phrygian and the Galatian region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And after they came to Messiah, they were trying to go to Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Messiah, they came down to, to Troas, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, immediately we, we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Once again, they're out on their missionary journeys. They're going through different places. The Holy Spirit forbade them to speak the word in Asia. He's leading. <laughs> He's guiding. And after they came to Mycenae, they were trying to go to Bithynia. And the spirit of Jesus did not permit them. We see the activity of the Holy Spirit all, all here. And he desires to lead us today like this. He desires to be a part of our churches today like this. It hasn't changed. This wasn't something that was relegated to just the apostles to have this feature in their fellowship. God desired that he would be intimately involved in the church today. Now, people saying, well, you know, man, he's not going to speak like that today. Well, why not? It may not be just like this. It may not be an audible voice, but the Holy Spirit leads and guides, hopefully, the fellowship that, that are his, the fellowships that are his. We should expect this. We should want this. But where I wanted to go, I want to go back to the Old Testament. I want to go back to the, the book of, of Numbers. And I, I was struck by this. There was a, a brother who brought this to my attention. And I was like, man, so it's one of those things. And I told y'all that sometime where I begin to read something and, and, and God is like, don't go any further. Just stay here. Stay here. But in Numbers chapter 9, I, I want to look at and, and read the, it's an account here. And it shows the foreshadowing of how the spirit would lead and desire to lead us today. Now, there are some fake traditions, some faith traditions that believe that the Holy Spirit leading and guiding does not happen in real time. Some would say you are only hearing voices in your head or that um, he speaks uh, broadly, not in specific situations or certain issues, almost like we can't rely on him to lead us step by step in our daily lives. I see in the Old Testament and the New just the opposite, just the opposite. You know, in Romans chapter um, 15, verse 4, it says, For whatever was written 
in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So the things that we read about in the scripture, they're for our learning. The, the King James Version, that's how I originally learned it. Those things written aforetime are written for our learning that we, you know, would find encouragement through the scriptures. So as I read Old Testament, New Testament, man, I see the work of the Holy Spirit. I see him all in, man, he's involved from front to back. <laughs> the apostles, they often look, they look back at the scriptures to gain insight. They quoted the prophets. They were acquainted with the Torah as they pressed through life, living their lives for God. They went back to the straight edge of, of scriptures. They, they went back to the prophets. They went back to, you know, what they had. And we today, we have the New Testament and the Old Testament. And all of it is instruction or instructive for us today. You know, that I remember uh, Miki and I talking about how some were saying that we need to, well, there was one particular pastor saying we need to unhinge from the Old Testament. No. <laughs> no. Why? Romans 15, 4. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. <laughs> so that through perseverance and the encouragement of, of the scriptures, we might have hope. Why would we unhitch from the Old Testament? Makes no sense. One way uh, recently that the Holy Spirit spoke to me, it was through a, a friend of mine who I see uh, pretty much every morning. He may be listening. I'm not sure. But I have been personally praying and seeking God for answers uh, on a particular situation. And I have been in this kind of mode of not really wanting to talk much, just, man, just having a hard time with some things. And as I was leaving this place, this friend stopped me. I, I spoke to him, but he stopped me and said, wait, 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 hold on. I want to share something with you. And he proceeded to read a set of scriptures to me. And it was exactly, exactly what I needed to hear. That was the Holy Spirit moving upon my friend's heart to share those scriptures. Man, he, he works. He speaks in real time. He sees us. He knows exactly what we're going through as we're praying, you know, and we're seeking him and, and things are happening in our lives. And man, we're looking for answers. Man, God will provide things just like that. Where it's like, man, he didn't know what I prayed or what I've been going through. But he stopped me. He was like, I'm not going to hold you long, but I want to read this to you. And it was, it was exactly, exactly what I need to hear. So I left there encouraged. I left there with an answer from the Lord. I believe that was a divine, a divine appointment that I didn't just blaze out of there, but God had him to stop me and for him to read this passage to me that spoke to my heart. God speaks. The Holy Spirit, he desires to give you the answers, to teach you. He's the helper. As it concerns this radio broadcast, 
Miki and I, we pray that the Holy Spirit would speak through us. We don't see this as a, that's why when we, we meet you guys, if it, at a date night or whatever, and I, I appreciate the love that you show us. We really see you as the family of God. And when we open these mics, we desire that we would speak with the authority of the Holy Spirit, that he would speak through us. As we look at the headlines, there are so many things that are happening in our day. Man, we desire that you would hear the voice of the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would speak. That the encouragement would, co would come from him, that he would use us as vessels to speak his word. We don't see this as some type of glamorous situation to get behind a mic and to, you know, have people to listen. Like we see this as ministry. I can't speak for anybody else, but I know for the Addisons, we desire that the Holy Spirit would, would speak to your hearts, would encourage the body of Christ. The, the, the truth of the matter is we don't know everyone intimately. We don't know what's going on in your life. We don't know the situations that you're walking through. But man, we have the Holy Spirit who knows. We have the Holy Spirit who knows. The Holy Spirit is the navigator of this show. And sometimes we start off talking about something that we, you know, um, didn't maybe didn't plan to talk about. Or that or we'll start talking about something and it leads into a conversation that we that we have that we didn't like map out and God just leads us there. We prefer that because we want you to hear from him. If that's what he wants to cover for that day, that's it. And I know from some of the emails and some of the, you know, correspondence that the Holy Spirit is speaking, that ministry is happening. And I praise God for that. I was, uh, Riding, um, driving J.D. to um, guitar lessons. He's learning to play the guitar. And he asked me a question about the grids on the side of the road. You know, he was like, what are those for? Like, when you, you know, I hear when you move over, like, you know, I said, yeah, they're to keep you in line. If you fall asleep or you're distracted or something and you begin to veer off the path, those grids are down there to get your attention. And I said, man, look at, look, they're on both sides. But they're there for a purpose. And I, I didn't discuss this with him. I talked to him later about this, but I started thinking about the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly how he is in our lives. We begin to get distracted, fall asleep, veer off the path. And the Holy Spirit, he's like those grids. Get back on, <laughs> you know. You're going to be in a dangerous spot. You're going to go off the road. Holy Spirit is there. He's like, no, I got you. I got you. We need him. I praise God for the advantage. Jesus said it's to your advantage that I go away. <laughs> and I see why. Because he lives inside of us. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Wednesdays with Will. Uh, we're talking about walking in step with the Spirit. We'll be back right after this.
spirit come into my life Once you wrap me up inside your light I know everything's gonna be alright Best believe this here gonna last for life uh, hey, yeah. Holy Spirit come into my life uh, yeah. Won't you wrap me up inside your light whoa, whoa. I know everything's gonna be alright, right, right Let's believe this here gonna last for life Whoa, whoa, make it better You're my treasure you This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio This is Wednesdays with Will And we're talking today about walking in step with the Spirit Walking in step with the Spirit And where I want to kind of land for today Is in Numbers chapter 9 uh, Verses uh, 15 through 23 Numbers chapter 9, uh, verses uh, 15 to 23. And, I, and it reads like this. Uh, now, on the day that the tabernacle was erected, the cloud covered the tabernacle and the tent of the testimony. And in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the tabernacle until morning. That is, that is how it was continuously the cloud would cover it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Wow. So by day, they had a cloud and by night it was as fire. And whenever the cloud was lifted from over the tent, afterwards, the, son of Is- the sons of Israel would set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the sons of Israel would camp. At the command of the Lord, the sons of Israel would set out. And at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the clouds settled over the tabernacle, they remained camped. Even when the cloud lingered over the tabernacle for many days, the sons of Israel would comply with the Lord's ordinance and not set out. (laughs) If sometimes the cloud remained a few days, over the tabernacle. In accordance with the command of the Lord, they remained camped. Then, in accordance with the command of the Lord, they set out. If sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning, when the cloud was lifted, in the morning they were set out. Or if it remained in the daytime and at night, whenever the cloud was lifted, they were set out. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year that the cloud lingered over the tabernacle, staying above it, the sons of Israel remained camped and did not set out. But when it was lifted, they did set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped, and at the command of the Lord, they set out. They did what the Lord required in accordance with with the command of the Lord through Moses. Wow. Wow. Do we understand what's happening here? You can read something like this and miss the whole point. Here we see in the Old Testament a picture of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding his people. We see that when the the cloud was settled, like they wouldn't move. Whenever the cloud was lifted from the, over the tent, after the sons of Israel were set out, 
And in one place where the clouds settled down, then they would camp. So they moved with the cloud. They moved with the cloud. This was a command by the Lord. And even today, as we're living, living these lives, as followers of Christ, God is saying, move with the cloud. Follow the Holy Spirit. He has you somewhere. He has you in an uncomfortable place. But he's not saying to move yet. What do you do? Well, you stay there. He's beginning to move. Well, you better move with him. Remember, just like we saw in the New Testament, in the church, in, in the book of Acts, they were following his lead. Luke wrote down that the Holy Spirit didn't permit them to speak the word in Asia. He was leading. And a lot of times we desire to lead. We don't want to walk with the cloud. Just some things in this, in this passage that struck me in verse 22. It says, whether it was two days a month or a year that the cloud lingered over the tabernacle, staying above it, the sons of Israel remained camped and did not set out. Now, these are, this, is a, this is a lot of people. You can imagine they have people that are like, man, I'm ready to go. Like, we're supposed to be, you know, on our way to the promised land. Like, why are we staying here? You know, can you imagine all those people being there for a year? Not because the cloud hasn't moved, so you got to stay. You can, can you imagine, <laughs> you know, some of the people getting antsy? Like, man, when are we going to move again? And then they move one day and then stop again. And then they may not move for a month. And then after a month, they start off again. The cloud lifts. But then stops again. And for a year, they're not moving. But they were following God's lead. That's the encouragement. It can be difficult. It can be a difficult thing to follow the spirit. It can be difficult. We want things quick. We have our microwaves. We have our devices. Get me the information now. I want this now. Man, but could it be and a lot of times the Holy Spirit saying, hold on, wait, wait. Wait, don't, don't go anywhere yet. It's not time yet. Stay right here. But Lord, I'm suffering. Man, you see what's going on? Man, I have all this stuff happening to me. I'm ready to move. Be still. Don't move. Stay there. Man, that's a difficult spot to be in. Especially when you feel like in yourself, I can make things happen. I can make some things shake. <laughs> I can do this. I can do that. And one of the downfalls you know, that that happened is that that's exactly what we do. We make things happen. We don't wait for the answer from the Lord. We're like, no, nah, I'm going to answer this. I got this. Man, oh, that the Lord would train our hearts to wait on him. Oh, that the Lord would train our ears to hear what the spirit is saying. Oh, that the Lord would train me, help me 
to be still and to know that he is God. Man, what is displayed here by the sons of Israel is how in our daily lives we can be led by the Spirit. I want to read a portion of that again. It says, whenever the cloud was lifted from over the tent, afterwards the sons of Israel were set out. So they had their order right there. The, the cloud was lifted from over the tent. They set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the sons of Israel would stop. Man, and we're not talking about one and two people. We're not talking about like a couple people starting and stopping. We're talking about family groups. We're talking about different tribes. Man, like we're talking about a lot of people. And they are in step with God. At the command of the Lord, the sons of Israel were set out. And at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the clouds settled over the tabernacle, they remained camp. Even when the cloud lingered over the tabernacle for many days. <laughs> Even, you know, I can imagine myself being out there, you know, looking at the, like, the cloud. Uh, still there. <laughs> we, we're not moving. I mean, do you realize these, these were humans? These were people. I mean, you know, you're probably acquainted with the children of Israel. They mumbled, you know, complained and murmured and all that stuff. These are people, but they're being disciplined to listen, you know, to watch the cloud. To watch the cloud. Even when the cloud lingered over the tabernacle for many days, the sons of Israel would comply with the Lord's ordinance and not set out. Man. If sometimes the cloud remained a few days over the tabernacle in accordance with the command of the Lord, they remained camp. Then in accordance with the command of the Lord, they set out. If sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning, when the Lord, when the, when the cloud was lifted in the morning, they were set out. <laughs> or if it remained in the daytime, or if it remained even in the daytime and at the night, whenever the cloud was lifted, they were set out. Man, they were in tune. They had to know what was going on. They had to be there. They had to see what was happening. We're not moving unless the spirit moves. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year that the cloud lingered over the tabernacle, staying above it, the sons of Israel remained camp and did not set out. This is amazing to me. And my prayer is for me and for everybody that's listening, is that we will move with the cloud, that we will move with the Holy Spirit. Things may be difficult right now. Things may be tight right now. But man, we have the Holy Spirit of promise. He's been promised to us. We have him. You know, he resides within us. He, he, he uh, lives within us. Let's follow his leading. Don't just shrug it off as coincidence or like something told me. Man, we are believers. We are led by the Spirit. We don't have to be ashamed of that. That's not anything spooky or out of the way. We should desire. We should desire to be led by God. You know, we have to ask God to give us a heart that does not desire to be in charge, but is willing to move when he says move and stop when he says stop. That should be a prayer for us. That's my prayer. Lord, help me to really hear Help me 
to understand. And man, God helps us. He'll provide a friend that will read a scripture and say, hey, man, I just really feel like I need to read this. He will help. Look, he's there. He will help us. You know how much of a blessing that was for me? Man, I was like, God, I walked out of that place and this is where I threw my hands in the air. I was like, thank you, Lord. He sees me. Sometimes you feel like nobody see, can see you. Like you're going through stuff, nobody knows. You feel like, man, no one sees me. Man, God sees you. And he will provide those type of encounters to encourage you. To encourage you. Man, he is so valuable. We need him. Carl, uh, Carl Barth, he once said, when we are at our uh, wits end for an answer, then the Holy Spirit can give us an answer. But how can he give us an answer when we are still well supplied with all sorts of answers of our own? <laughs> we have all of the answers. The Holy Spirit is ready to give us the answer. But Bart says, but how can he give us an answer when we are still well supplied with all sorts of answers of our own? Like this stuff strikes me because there is such a ease in relying on our on, on, on ourselves, on what we can do when we should be dependent upon God. Just as the children of Israel were careful to obey the command of the Lord, when to set out and when to camp, we in our daily lives have to do the same. It's no different for us today. Like I said before, we have to train our ears to hear the Spirit, to understand His promptings, to not be afraid as the people of God, to be led by the Spirit of God. Look, I know there's been abuses. I know there have been things that happened in the name of the Holy Spirit that, you know, was not him. But we don't throw out him because of people who abuse him. Jesus said it himself that we wouldn't be orphans, that he would provide another like himself, a helper, the helper for us. And it's a trick of the enemy to get us to downplay the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. It's a trick of the enemy. Because if he can get us thinking in that way and not relying on the Holy Spirit, but on our own abilities and our own strengths, he got us. There's only so much we can do in our own strength. And it's not much. And it's not much. My encouragement once again. And I know I've been hammering the point about the Holy Spirit. But man, when you consider the error that's out there, the doctrine that's being taught that's not of God, the, the, the theology, man, we have to have a right perspective and, and knowledge of who he is. So I want to encourage you to pray and ask the Lord to make you sensitive to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit in your day-to-day -day life. This has been Aaron Addison's here in American Family Radio, Wednesdays with Will. Glad to be with you. Hope to be with you tomorrow, but until then, God bless.